This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orbach. Yeah, what a bumper Saturday night. Ten races, Breeders' Crown semi-final night. Thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club for their Saturday night harness preview. Bumper card ahead of us. A lot of short price favourites, but a lot of quality horses. Rob, how are you? Hi, Dan. Uh, looking forward to uh, the Breeders' Crown uh, semi-finals night. Uh, it's a fantastic program. Ten races and some of the best uh, juvenile horses from across Australia. So we'll be hosting the Trots Vision as well for uh, this semi-final night and what uh, great horses we've got going around plenty of our juvenile two and three roles doing battle and there's certainly some high quality horses and of course catch a wave that takes on captain ravishing in the four-year-old entires and geldings uh, breeders crown championships so looking forward to uh, that race uh, race seven on the cards a forty thousand dollar race so uh, all in all it looks a great program and i'm sure we'll find some winners yeah, one of those nights. It might be difficult to find winners, but to try to find winners at good value might be uh, harder. Uh, Rob, the first event is for the two-year-old fillies, the Pebble Beach Breeders' Crown uh, first semi-final. A very pretty unbeaten in three starts, uh, and it looks hard to look uh, past her uh, if she's going to uh, have her first defeat. Yeah, very pretty. I named her very special not long ago. I think she's uh, got plenty of uh, talent. She could win the final. Uh, she should be going uh, very close to winning this race as well on Saturday night. However, I also respect Melwood Bliss here uh, from uh, Brad Hewitt's stable. Uh, she was unbeaten also prior to her last run when finishing third in that race. That was won by Very Pretty and Luxa Turner finishing in second spot. And I thought Blissful Bliss's run was outstanding. Uh, she had to do the work in the race to try to put some fireworks into it and uh, obviously set it up for Very Pretty, who had a nice trail leaders back. Very Pretty was able to hold out uh, Millwood Bliss going to the first turn without any problems. I would imagine it's probably going to happen here as well. So Very Pretty should be strolling to the lead and will take plenty of running down. However, I think $1.20 for Very Pretty and $5 for Millwood Bliss. I think the, the actual odds... I think are, are, are too far apart for mine. Look, two on top at $5, I'll be having a little nibble at Millwood Bliss because I think she's a highly talented filly. I think she'll run a fantastic race and make it an interesting one. I certainly was impressed with Four Destiny Stride. I thought she savaged the line really well at Bendigo for David Miles. I think she can run a place and the elusive being the other filly for Jeff Webster and, and Connor Clark. Both got really good place chances. As far as win hopes, I think the two should be winning. I think the five's the only danger and then four and three for the placings for mine. And I'm two, five, three and one, a dollar fifteen uh, as we uh, go to where with very pretty. And you're right, the value for, for Millwood Bliss because she's won all of her races by big spaces and then takes on the better horses. And she showed she's right amongst those better fillies. So a good start to the night. The first race number two is for the three year old fillies. Um, there's a bit of depth about this race, probably evened out a little bit, Rob, because of the barrier draws. This is an interesting race. Uh, I don't think it's clear cut. I think there's some horses that are under the odds and I think there's some horses over the odds. Uh, look, I'm going to play uh, a little bit wide if I'm taking an early quaddy and I am certainly might play some trifectas and first fours for this race because it's probably a race where if the favourites don't uh, end up 
the way most punters expect. There, there could be a little bit of value. At, at the moment, we've got Sweet Bella at 225. Joyful, you know, 280. I think she's got a really good chance, probably slightly unders, but again, with any luck, she'll go very close. First dance, $6. I was a little bit disappointed with first dance last start. I don't know. She gets a better draw here. She might uh, be a big improver. Really like the run of Paradise Valley as well. Look, uh, I'm going to play here three and eight, Paradise Valley and Joyful. Uh, I think Paradise Valley, I thought her run at Ballarat was very good. Uh, Alan mm. McDonough trains and drives, but there was nothing wrong with her third behind Major Delight and Sweet Bella. She draws barrier three. I think she can race in a prominent spot. I think she's each way odds. She's definitely an each way chance. Eight Joyful, I still believe, is the best horse in the race. Obviously, the barrier draw makes it a little bit tricky. $2.80 maybe, you know, again, probably there's not much value there. But again, I, I feel like she's definitely a really strong winning chance. Seven Sweet Bella, look, went very well last time, had a beautiful run. We know she's a quality filly. She's proven that. She's won eight from 11. And nine, Elysian Jay, who I thought was super brave at Ballarat. I didn't mind her run at all. She copped a lot of pressure and, and really fought it on well. But then outside of those, you've got four Ludicrous. I mean, her run behind Elysian Jay was outstanding. Obviously, that's an inferior form line to Major Delight and, of course, uh, Sweet Bella. And two first stands, just don't know what to make of her run last time. I, I just thought she was a little bit disappointing in a sense. They went so hard up front. I was expecting her to get over the top of them and she just didn't make up the ground that I expected her to. Obviously, a front row draw will help her a little bit here. But look, three, eight, seven and nine. And I certainly respect the four. Not sure about the two. Okay. Um, I've got uh, very pretty on top from uh, Joyful. Paradise Valley, I agree with you, Rob. I think she flies under the radar a little bit. Some of her runs against the best fillies, um, I've got no doubts in the pecking order, she might be a length, a length and a half, two lengths off them. But they've been fantastic. And this time she's got probably a slightly better gait. Um, so she might be the one at odds here. But I've got the seven on top, seven, eight, three and uh, two. Race number three, two-year-old Colson Gelding's uh, first semi-final, and um, arguably the race of the night. Another very good race, uh, very good race indeed. Look, I really like the run of Smoke and Ace uh, last start behind Timmy Richter. I was a little bit not sure about Smoke and Ace, how he'd measure up against these horses. Obviously, he was unbeaten prior to last start. He was five for five, and he was sort of freshened up, save for the Breeders' Crown. But his wins, in all fairness, were defeating horses that were much, much inferior to the horses that he met in the first of the heats of the Breeders' Crown. And I thought he measured up really well. I thought there was nothing wrong with his run, which indicated to me that he's obviously up to this class. And he gets barrier two. We know he's a very quick beginner. He gets James Herbertson on board. I think it would take a lot of beating here, number, number two, Smoke and Ace, on top. Ahead of three, Timmy Richter, who's... Um, only tiny in stature, but he's certainly got a really good sprint on him. He won well at Bendigo. His run, obviously, before that uh, at Melton back uh, early in May was good. He was second in the uh, Gold Crown final at Bathurst, coming from the second row. And uh, he'll run well again here, three, Timmy Richter. Six, Storm Rider. I would imagine he'll improve from that run at Bendigo. I thought it was a good run. 
Uh, we know his form before that was outstanding. He gets a bit of a tricky draw out in six, which may indicate he might have to do some, some work here. And I thought number one, Smoke, some Americans, going to get a soft trip on the pegs. And a few times this horse hasn't been too far away against uh, the Storm Riders and, and, and Kingmans before. So he's going to get a soft trip from there. But I do like the two each, uh, two on top, Smoke and Ace on top from three, six and one. But a very good race. There's some high quality horses here. And I haven't mentioned horses of the calibre of the Big Boss, which will only be improved by its run. Obviously, War Dan Buddy we've seen. Chart Topper was doing his best work late last time. Uh, and it's a, it's a high quality race. But two on top from three, six and one. Yeah, I've uh, I've tipped the three, Timmy Richter. I've got a lot of time for Timmy Richter, and I reckon he's got more improvement in him, but it's a really good race. Smoke and Ace is very good and has that brilliant gate speed. Storm Rider, some American, well, a bit disappointed by him first up, but I think he'll improve a lot, and particularly from barrier one, three, two, six, and one. Race number four. Um, now, this is the first semi-final for the three-year-old Colts and Geldings. Perfect class uh, at $1.15 dominating the market. Yeah, look, he, he should be winning. Um, he sort of got the wonders a little bit last time at Ballarat. He he looks set to win. and uh, He switches he sort of off, hit, Rob. He, he he's not does. as good in front. I think he's a better chaser. He's even better in the death seat. And if a horse comes at him late, he can't react quick enough. When, when it's a real dour struggle, he lifts. But I think that's your worry if he's in front. Yeah, well, he, like last time at Ballarat, when he sort of surged past uh, final collect, I, I thought, oh, well, he's home here. And, and <laughs> he just switched off and Doug's platter just absolutely savaged the line. And he, he, you know, caught me by surprise a little bit, even from the call, uh, how quick he switched off that night at Ballarat. But look, we know he's got uh, loads of ability. He's won six from 19. He's been placed 11 other occasions, 167,000 in-stake earnings. So we've got to stick with him. Uh, you know, he's short enough, uh, but he, he should be winning. Seven-hour Vinny, who, of course, uh, had a good trip last start. He, he's definitely one of the place chances. Uh, look, Blazing Home's an interesting runner. Uh, he drew the second row last time round, uh, maybe off the front. We've seen him show some really good gate speed. So... He, he could give a bit of a sight here blazing home if he happens to find the lead. Now, there's a couple of really big blowouts here, Dan, that I think if you're playing trifectas and first fours, you must include them. I was really caught by the run of six lovers scrap last start. Uh, this horse absolutely savaged the line from back in the field, and he's run before that. His couple of runs before that were also very good. I think he's a blowout 70 to 1 chance to at least maybe even sneak into the placings and first fours. I wouldn't be leaving him out. I think one, my uncle Stan's going to be improved. He gets a nice draw from barrier one. And art, uh, eight, Ark Alert, who, who follows my uncle Stan. Those three horses are all going to be blowout chances, but if they can sneak into the placings and first fours, there might be some value there. So it's a, it's a look, four on top. Seven and three, I think they, 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 they're pretty much equal second. And there may be some, uh, some roughies for your trifectas and first fours with six, one and eight. Yeah, I'm four, three, seven and one. Don't know where Blazing Home is at, Rob. Uh, I think it's, he's been disappointing, but he might get to the front here. 
and get to the pegs and then maybe take a trail behind perfect class. And there might be the scenario where perfect class is vulnerable if something dive bombs him late. But four, three, seven and one are my thoughts. Race number five, first leg of the main quaddy. There is a seeded pool for the quaddy on Saturday night as well. So uh, it should be a really good uh, sized uh, pool. I think uh, projected 200,000. Um, Okay, Doug's Platter going for three in a row. Uh, $2.10, equal favourite with Oliver Dan, number seven. Yeah, I've got to stick with him, Dan. Uh, we, we've been with him uh, for, for uh, this little period and I, I feel like he's racing as good as I've ever seen him race. He, his win at Melton two runs ago was, was very good. Uh, we know uh, he's, he, he went around in the, uh, the derby heats uh, in October and before that, during the Vic Bread series, but I feel like he's at the top of his game at the moment. He's run at Ballarat. He travels so strongly all the way through the race, and the way he savaged the line would have only pleased Jeff Webster and Chris Alford. And, you know, again, he's got the advantage of barrier three here to take up the position forward, and I think he'll be very hard to beat. So I'm going to tip him on top three, Doug's platter. From seven, Oliver Dan, who's a very nice horse. He's won five from 12. He was very good. Winning and controlling the race at Ballarat. He's going to have to overcome Barrier 7 and got to get over Doug's platter as well. I think the draw favours Doug's platter for mine. One little Louie, uh, he's going to get a good trip from Barrier 1. I think he'll appreciate that. I think he would have come on a bit from that run at Ballarat. I think he's definitely a, 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 a chance in the race. And then obviously horses like Two Cool Nights, Six Final Collect, both horses that uh, can certainly fill into the placings here. But uh, I do like Doug's platter. I think he's going to be really hard to beat here, race five. Yeah, I've put the three on top as well. Thought final collect had a really good chance. Thought he was over the odds. Seven, Oliver Dan, obviously. And um, the... Uh other one was a little Louis, uh, the uh, from the pole, uh, an opportunity for him to find some form as well. Four, three, seven, and one. Sorry, um, uh, three, six, seven, and one. Race number six, second semi-final for the two-year-old fillies. Free to play as the scratching. Draw a dream is unbeaten. Lux at Turner's only tasted defeat once, but we've got representation and strong representation from Victoria, from New South Wales, and from Queensland. Yeah, it's good to see uh, our interstate visitors uh, coming to Victoria here for these rich spoils of the Breathers Crown. Uh, tip here, five, draw a dream. Uh, very hard to go past uh, this filly. She's been in uh, great uh, form. Five for four, five wins from five starts to date. Uh, she resumed uh, after winning the Vic Bread final in September with uh, a win in the heat at Bendigo, defeating Destiny Stride. She was three wide to sit in the breeze and just proving too strong. And she looks hard to beat again off the front row here. Uh, so we've tipped her on top. Eight Lux Turner, tasted defeat for the first time. Uh, you know, she was on a bit of a quick backup too from the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge. She raced on that uh, Sunday the 29th of October had to only had a little turnaround time to Bendigo a bit of travel and 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 maybe you know she might have been you know 1% 2% off her, her best but I think she would have settled in a little bit better I'd imagine she's staying down here and I, I think you know we can expect further improvement from her we, we know she's an outstanding filly she's won nine from ten uh she's uh you know she's proven that she's uh, she's very special. She went one went one forty nine nine when she won that New South Wales Breeders Challenge. She's got a one fifty six next to her name over this middle distance. So we can expect improvement from her. Just a barrier draw may not have been as kind with uh, draw a dream drawing the front row who will take advantage of that. 
Uh, for Eureka Joe, I thought her run was very good uh, at Bendigo and her form before that was outstanding. I, I think she's the one that's probably going to be over the odds here. I think she's definitely a, a winning chance. I, I wouldn't leave her out as a winning chance in a race, especially from the draw. And um, the, the two horses off the back row, 10 Soho Honey Rider continues to improve. I think she's a underrated filly. Barry draws not too kind, but definitely a place chance. And 9 Zena Rainbow, who I thought... Was very good at Bendigo. I thought she gave a great side. It was first time, you know, big trip from Brisbane to, to Melbourne. She showed terrific gate speed to lead. And it was only, you know, I must have been coming to the home turn. I thought she was a bit of a winning chance. And she sort of carved in that last 100, 100 metres or so. But she'll be improved by that run. And I, I think she's a really good filly. I, I don't think we should be underestimating her to, to running a mighty race here. So look, five, eight, four, nine, and 10 here for race six. And I'm five, eight, four, and nine, and sharing uh, pretty much your thoughts wholeheartedly uh, for those uh, key runners. Race number seven, small field, but quite possibly uh, the, the highlight of the night uh, with Catch a Wave and Captain Ravishing. Catch a Wave at a very short quote, drawn one. Oh, wow, what do we make of this horse? Uh, I'll be disappointed if he doesn't win here. Um... He gets barrier one. He's uh, he's being a bit of a costly conveyance uh, for uh, for his uh, punters at different stages uh, of his life. But wow, from barrier one again, I'm expecting him to lead. And in this race here, I'd be disappointed if he uh, if he's going to get beaten. So we'll stick with him. Uh, look, he was third in that four and five year old championship behind uh, Better Eclipse and Beyond Delight. Just everything looks right for him here, and um, he, he should be leading, he should be controlling, and he should be winning. Five, Captain Ravishing. Well, you know, he's probably sitting in the same bracket as Catch a Wave. You, you sometimes wonder, you know, uh, we, we, we've seen the, the, the outstanding Captain Ravishing, and sometimes we've seen the not-so-outstanding Captain Ravishing. So it's a, a little bit of a guessing game what we're going to see. Uh, you know, he, was, he looked Pretty disappointing to me uh, in the Yarra Valley Cup, or um, you know, back on the 9th of November. Small field. It looks to be a race where only two horses can po possibly win the race, and you know, he should be the the, the main danger here. And we'll we'll see uh, what these two horses produce on the night. Uh, six, he's Charlie's Angel for uh, a placing, and uh, three, Ua Lista, uh, both going well enough to to fight out that third and fourth placing. But look, one from five, six, and three. Yeah, same here, one, five, six, and three. Race eight for the four-year-old mares and uh, Fiamma, who's first up, is the favourite. Yeah, look, she should be winning. You know, she took out, uh, well, she competed uh, in the uh, four-year-old mares final. She finished down the track. She she won a couple in a row earlier on. She's won 10 from 21, and um, she's probably been below the, the best of her age group. Uh, gets into a very... Favourable race here. She's uh, an 84 rated uh, mare. Uh, we've got Relentless Me 78, Young Gifted and Black at 70, and they're the three that just clearly uh, break away from the rest. Um, so you'd expect Fiamma to be winning. She's first up since the 16th of September, so there's been a little bit of a gap between runs. So uh, obviously, drawn barrier seven also means that she may have to do some work here. So you wouldn't be, I personally wouldn't be rushing in taking really, really short odds for her. I, I think she's uh, the horse to beat. I think um, 
one relentless me gets a nice draw. He's got the gate speed to be really handy. I think Young Gifted and Black's over the odds. Uh, you know, I, I think Young Gifted and Black's going really well, and I don't think she's having any luck whatsoever in the races. And if I saw her winning this race, I would not be shocked. And if I'm taking a quaddy, uh, those three horses go in, and they're nearly equal for mine. So, look, seven, one, two, you know, to put them in some order. Eight, interpretation, a distant fourth. Uh, I think all three of them are winning chances, and all three of them will be going in my quaddy. Okay, I'm seven, two, one, and five. Rob, race number nine, and uh, we have Major Delight dominating the market here, number four. Yeah, look, she was outstanding at Ballarat, Danny. Uh, she sat without cover. She was exposed. They run, you know, really solid times, 155, 2, 56-3. Uh, she had plenty in reserve when she went to the line. She just did it with uh, sheer class, and I can't see anything stopping her from, from winning this race. Uh, she was able to sit outside them last time and win, and she can do the same if she has to here. Uh, tipping her on top. I thought one Soho Seraphine, Mick Stanley, gave it his best shot last time and just uh, just didn't have the, the class to, to, to hold off major delight. Does he take a trail here? You know, you'd probably think he may. Um, and if he does, you know, he's going to be running second at worst. Um, and I think, you know, she's she's a really good good filly and, and Mick's done a great job with her. She's won 200000 in stake earnings. You, you can't fault her. She'll run a mighty race. Three chinchilla, really uh, honest filly. Uh, you know, she's probably not in the class of these other two horses. And then uh, seven perfect in pink who uh, will, will, will come into play here, obviously, from, uh, from barrier seven to be a, a genuine place chance. I thought there were two – look, one – Clear top pick here, four major delight. I thought one Soho Seraphine was clear second pick for mine and three and seven chinchilla and perfect in pick for, for your placings. Yeah, four, one, seven and three are my thoughts, race number nine. So to the last of 10 at 10.52, Kingman, uh, well, he's got the barrier draw, but uh, at prohibitive odds. Yeah, look, he's a quirky type. We're, we've seen him uh, also fluctuate in uh, you know his best and, and sometimes not his best and he's obviously still got a few little uh, quirks about him as well but wow he, he was so good uh, winning at Bendigo last time round and providing he just does everything right from barrier one um, he, he's going to be very very hard to beat here and he, he's clearly top pick. Really like the run of D Row. I think Aaron Dunn is uh, doing a. You know, we know how what a great job he does with his horses and picking these horses out. But I thought D Row was really brave. I, I thought he ran a massive race last start, and I don't think he'll be too far away. I, I think he's a, a genuine chance uh, in the race. But um, Kingman's probably got the advantage. But D Row will be breathing down his neck for a long, long way here. Uh, six Nathan Street thought he went pretty good last time. Did a few little things wrong. I think the best of him. We didn't see the best of him at Bendigo, but I, I think he's uh, a really nice horse to run a great race. And three Mickey to success in for the placings and first four. So one and two, one from two, uh, then six. I don't think uh, the the gaps are huge, but I think that's the order. One, two, six, and then three. Yeah, I uh, I like the, well, naturally the one, but uh, three Mickey to success is open to improvement. Uh, tip one, three, two, and six in the last of 10. Okay, so it's hard to sort of find a best bet at a bit of value here, Rob. So I'm interested in what you've come up with. 
Yeah, look, you know, we, we, we're not going to state the obvious, but look, um, I, I think base five, number three, Doug's platter, I think he's going really well uh, to, to run a really good race again. I thought he's uh, certainly up there. I thought values, look, I, I certainly thought smoke and ace, race three, number two, smoke and ace, a bit like Doug's platter. They, they're both going to be right in the finish. Uh, they're, they're, if they're not winning, they're probably going to be running second. So they're, they're going to run really good races. I thought my, my, my roughie for the race was race two, number three, Paradise Valley. I think uh, she's got a really good each way chance in the race. Got great respect for Joyful, but the Barry George just makes it a little bit awkward. But that's my best roughie for tonight. Race two, number three, Paradise Valley. And uh, there, there's just some uh, some overs and some rough place chances that we highlighted through uh, our preview that can sneak into maybe the placings and first fours to put some value into uh, our trifectas. And uh, uh, But look, yeah, best roughy, race two, number three, Paradise Valley. And I, and I certainly think race eight, number two, Young Gifted and Black's got a little rough chance as well. Yeah, look, at your two value picks, I've got them in as, uh, you know, in my tips too, and I agree with you. They're both value odds. I, I thought Sweet Bella from all the shorter price favourites might be the better value. Um, so I think uh, race two, number seven, and race three, number three are my best. Timmy Richter, race three, number three. But the two horses at value that you pick, Paradise Valley and also Young Gifted and Black, I, I agree with you, Rob. I think they can both give terrific uh, accounts of themselves. And uh, probably the other one uh, that I could make a case for at odds is final collect race five horse number six plenty to look forward to uh with a bumper card thanks to the victoria harness racing club uh it's gonna be a lovely spot if you're a member of the victoria harness racing club the joy harness racing action at its best rob yeah the club lounge will be open tomorrow night for members and we look forward to seeing as many people as possible out to the track in what should be an outstanding night's racing first event kicking off at two minutes past six race 10 at 10 52 and uh, happy punting and happy harnessing